was cracking lovely people. It's big feed up HQ. There's no messing around. Recording two podcasts in in a matter of two hours here. So I'll release the other one later. But this has been oh, well anticipated. I've been popping up bread pictures. I've even put a cheeky little video of me slicing into one of these chaps loaves. So we've got Chris here and he is chief baker of Player Bakes. I need to get that out properly. So Chris, welcome mate. Yeah, thanks mate. Good to be here. Yeah, cool. And um, yeah, what have, you, what have you brought me in terms of a loaf? Uh, so I brought you the chocolate walnut and cranberry loaf. It's a bit of a, a, bit of a special one that's been... Uh, yeah, sort of months in production, but it's a uh, months in production. <laughs> yeah, sort of uh, had the research team on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's sort of me playing around with the sort of rules of sourdough because I've been baking sourdough for seriously for about two and a half years, and uh, one thing you realise once you sort of got the process nailed down is that you can really play around with any of the ingredients. So, for example, you know, you can add cocoa, you can make it come sweet, somewhere between sweet and savoury with the chocolate loaf. Um, mm. But then you can also, say, swap out the water for beer if you want. You, know, you, you can do lots of different things. So, mm. yeah, it's just um, one example of the many creative things you can do with sourdough baking. Mm. Right, we'll definitely get into that. And I, if I'm honest, on a, uh, like a Tuesday and then a... Uh, I don't know, Thursday when I'm exercising more in the evening, I like to have that when I get in rather than something that I might have had that is sweeter. Yeah. And I know that's better for me because obviously it's handmade Yeah. and uh, it tastes, like you said, when you get a bit of the chocolate in there and then obviously I put whatever nut butter or sometimes I even just, I just quite like dry toast sometimes. I'm one of those yeah. weird guys that will just like, toast bread. <laughs> sometimes when it's when it's crunchy and it's flavoursome like the stuff that you've made yeah. I just eat it as it is yeah absolutely well good bread you know you don't necessarily need anything else but. yeah fair okay well I suppose it's just getting I don't know how we get, how we dip, like dive into the sourdough or I suppose it's maybe you, well, you bring I mean, up I suppose I could um, like, look, maybe if we start like, we could start with either my story or like why sourdough um, mm. let's do that Okay, so my story, uh, I guess if, if you want the full version, which um, as, as we're listening to a podcast, mm. um, or we're on a podcast, then we've probably got time for, but basically it's, it starts back in uh, 2015, uh, I wanted to do a rollerblading marathon in Berlin, um, stay <laughs> with me, uh, so yeah, I've never rollerbladed before and I, I wanted to um, just give it a go. And uh, I discovered that there was one in Berlin, so I bought my skates a few months beforehand, bought my ticket, so I had to do it. And I, I did it, I did it in an hour and 52 minutes, which, um, when you put it in context of the next day where the running marathon goes around the same course, uh, the elite athletes were doing it, what, 10 minutes slower than that. Uh, that is nuts, <laughs> isn't it, when you think about it, Kipchoge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Christ. So, uh, yeah, so I, I managed to do that. I mean, my back seized up immediately afterwards, but that's not the point. I did it. Um, <laughs> so the principle that then that I had was, uh, you know, I, I got something in the calendar. I, I had no idea if I could do it. I could deliver on it. That, that was the idea behind it. But by the end of it, I had I'd done something, but I didn't necessarily have anything to continue. Um, so I wanted to decide to learn something with my hands. And my brother, having seen that I um, taken up skill of rollerblading decided to uh, start carving wooden spoons uh, we're a weird family um, 
And then by the end of the year, you know, he had started to actually get good at that, and I wanted to have a skill. Um, so I started. I set myself the goal of doing 100 bakes in the year, and that was 2016, which I completed with 15 minutes to go. A little bit of um, pushing the time. <laughs> bakes. Yeah, 100 bakes. So that's um, if I bake two loaves of the same flavour, that's one bake. If I bake uh, three loaves and two are, and there's only two different flavours within that, then that's two bakes. So they're just going to be different flavours. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the reasons why I was able to sort of play around with stuff. But from yes, yeah, so I managed to do that, and then the next stage was sort of playing around with a bit of a business model, seeing if I could you know, make a bit of money at it. Um, and uh, so at the time, I was kind of selling a couple of loaves to colleagues, you know, when it's like you know you bring them in, and, and then there was a day when I, I sort of sold about four loaves to co <laughs> colleagues, so it's like oh okay, let, let's scale this up a bit more. Mm. So I started doing markets uh, and. Then I sort of broke even after a couple of months, just my basic setup costs mm. in my um, in my home, and um, yeah, from from there I uh, actually did sort of a weekly order to um, to the office where I worked, and I had about uh, well about fifty to seventy people by the end of it on that list, um, including the MD. So it's <laughs> pretty nice, yeah, which was cool. Um, so what were people going for at that stage? Uh, at that stage, I mean. There's sort of a mix. Uh, the interesting thing was that the markets, you, know, you go for the more familiar stuff because you're, you're there, sure. you know, you're lucky at the person who's obviously handmade the stuff and you're probably under a bit of pressure at that point. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm putting them under as much pressure as possible. Yeah, no, but uh, that is a big thing. We were at one the other day, it was in King's Cross, and it had, it was like a chocolate, there was a chocolate theme to it as well. And um, there was a lady selling breads and things, but... I don't know. I ended up getting some chocolate, but then the person that was, that was selling the bread, she wasn't, she wasn't as passionate as everyone else. I don't know if it wasn't her company or if she was just temping. But then when you go to those things, when people do speak about mm. what they do, and then they they do give you a little sample or something like that, you kind of you do end up purchasing. Whereas the ones that are maybe a bit more, not standoffish, but she just didn't look like she was really in love with her own product or maybe it wasn't hers and I kind of you just yeah. don't move on but you're like well there's other stores here and I want to hear other people's stories yeah of course and yeah that's it isn't it mm. you can hear so many great stories um, about you know even just wandering a market mm. uh, I mean maybe that if, if she's uh, she was baking it could have been that she'd had about half an hour sleep yeah, <laughs> yeah the lack but, of sleep we'll get into yeah. that in a bit definitely because um, that was the thing for um, Chris saying we, we were talking it was like uh, oh you know both running our own businesses and mate how you getting on looks really good online he was like yeah probably need to figure out how to get myself healthy again because I'm getting up and I'm baking and I'm not really sleeping but you know the loaf hasn't killed me yet people so there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing like untoward in it and uh, yeah so the quality of product is still there even though his uh his health might be slightly <laughs> We've got some tea and I've got I've got some nutritional nuggets as well that I can give him if, it, if he starts to drop so off during, during the chat. But yeah, so the um, original question was, yeah, what were people buying in the office? Because that's oh, interesting because yeah. obviously they're taking that home. They're thinking more about, okay, I'm not just going to go to the supermarket and I'm going to buy the classic bread. It's a, it's a friend yeah. or it's a colleague. Like it, It's more sort of the treat stuff. So the market is obviously keeping, um, keeping you going. But um, yeah. you, I mean... If someone sees like a chocolate sourdough on there, they're, they're probably gonna. I mean, well, they know me personally as well when when I set it up. Yeah. Um, but then they also buy, say, like a 
um, ganache, chocolate ganache croissant or yeah. um, something along those lines. So it's, yeah, it's just an interesting change in kind of the mentality. And I think it's because you know, they're just there to make their own decisions and mm. um, they're thinking about you know, get, getting bread for the weekend. Maybe there's an occasion, maybe there's a royal wedding. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, I was saying, so. you, you popping over. Yeah, <laughs> to do that, to do the sweet, the sweet trade. Do some catering. <laughs> yeah, that's mad. Like, like uh, starting the business off early and then, oh, you've got a new client. Oh, that's, yeah. that sounds good. Where is this <laughs> Prince Harry? Just sneaking to give Prince Harry a loaf. <laughs> anyway, that's, that would be, no, I doubt they'll be eating bread like Saudi. They'll be cracking all kinds of things. But yeah, something to change. That's definitely off topic, but it's um, be nice. but just yeah, just to uh, sort of continue from yeah uh, that point when I set up the weekly orders. Um, so then I I moved jobs because at that point I was kind of thinking, well, I kind of want to commit to a bit more of a, a career, you know, see where it goes. Um, I wasn't, I mean, I was enjoying the business which had been running for about eight months to that point. But yeah, so I, I moved to a sales job, which, um, which you know, I, I was enjoying, but it wasn't, it wasn't the job that I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, the, the team was great, everyone was great there. But so in March of this year, I uh, went full time, um, and yeah, so I kind of had to. I hadn't been baking pro- uh, properly for um, sort of four months. So I had to kind of you know just keep practicing and practicing until, um, as well as sort of picking up the phone and just calling as many people as, as possible and trying to find exactly who my audience was, where the money could uh, possibly come in because starting revenue from zero was was tough. Um, but I obviously had things set up so I could get the weekly orders going immediately. Um, so that was sort of my fast cash. Um, and then I was talking to a cafe around the corner from where we're sitting now um, to do wholesale. Um, and yeah, that, that's really where, uh, that's really sort of been the, the journey today. I mean, now I'm sort of doing classes, wholesale, mm. doing continuing that weekly uh, office delivery. I've, I've uh, got probably about 10, 12 offices that I'm delivered to on a varying, um, well, varying numbers of offices a week. Mm. Uh, so what is it? What how how does your um, what does your week set up look like when you deliver into these offices, mate? So talk us through yeah. you know, your mornings and then where you're going because people just see all these fantastic products or yeah. you know people that go to offices now that have have all these delivery services mm. and never think about where it starts and there's people like yourself getting up and. Yeah, cracking on. So, so uh, the people who do buy from me, they, they would know uh, a bit more about where it comes from because they're just dealing with me, and that includes from the uh, logistics perspective. Uh, so at the moment, I'm delivering it all by hand because you know I'm a company of one. I've got to keep the costs low, mm. and it's it's important to me to sort of get out in front of people, and get talking to people, and, and see what they think of bread, you know, ask lots of questions about everything. Um, because you know, if I'm not getting the product to where they need it to be, then you know, my company's going to be in trouble. Mm. Uh, so the week to answer your question, on a Monday morning, I send out the uh, I send out the menu. Um, maybe I've been working on uh, something special, uh, and you know, I have a nice big uh, image of of that in the uh, in the email itself. And then by Tuesday, they sort of reply, um, and Thursday I deliver. Um, so I normally have all my deliveries done by uh, so Thursday lunchtime, um, so people have their croissants and their bread. Yeah. Um, but it's not a system. Every day I'm baking now because I'm doing wholesale. And, uh, yeah. It's just been starting up so slowly and it's incremental increases. 
Um, so it's just pastries at the moment, but Saturday and Sunday, so tomorrow and uh, the day after that, I'm going to be starting to do bread as well um, and delivering that. So that chocolate cranberry and walnut loaf will be available in that cafe, yeah. um, which is really exciting. And it just means that I'm baking every day and just keeping it all going. So. Yeah, that cafe is great. It's just kind of around the corner from where I live. So it's, I go in there for, oh, it's bread boutique, is it called? Mm. Yeah, I go in yeah, there for espressos and I like, have a few runs and stuff and yeah, the guy in there is real passionate as well. So um, Yeah, it's a it's couple nice. that started up their own business as well. So mm. that's the... Yeah, it's, a, it's nice to sort of work with small companies. And, mm, mm. Yeah. Made decent. And then, um, yeah, so as we, if we dive into making sourdough, because yeah. I think some people that are listening to this will, will want to know, because especially when I have conversations with people I work with or people that see, you know, me making it, because all me, Brian would kill me. Cause she, cause she makes most of it, and I just take the photos. <laughs> um, you have to judge the one. We've got one around here. Yeah, it's like, don't get it out. But um, yeah, so um, it's mate, it's been decent because, to be fair, since we've set it up and we've got the starter in the fridge, and I know you will elaborate mm. on all that in a bit, um, and I don't want to step on your toes because I know you're the master, but it's actually <laughs> if you get organised, okay, if we're away for a weekend, yeah. it's different. But then if we're here, you just you just get into the routine of clockwork, and then on a Sunday night you have a a loaf for the week and I and I feel better eating it and then I'm not making you know other choices or decisions in terms of picking up silly like breads and things as I go and it's, yeah. it's definitely made me healthier appreciate things and then also I've saved money yeah of course and when you compare the the end product of a slice of you know your loaf or mm. you know a, a proper sourdough loaf um, to the sort of supermarket stuff and <laughs> It's just, it's not even the same product. No. It's, I mean, they shouldn't really both be called bread. No. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I completely agree with you there, just uh, yeah. making the right choices. But I suppose, and then you'll know, what, what is the difference then between when you're making a loaf of bread and when someone's picking a standard yeah. loaf of bread up, let's just say white? Because I know you're going to go into some of the different flavours and things. Like you said, there's beer, there's chocolate, there's some yeah. the more decadent ones. You can still make a, a tasty bread that I would say, especially as a nutritionist, that like a portion of starch-based carbohydrates would be a couple of slices of bread, and that would be something yeah. where I teach someone to use on a certain day, depending on how much they're exercising, etc. Yeah. So, what's the difference between when they what they put in to then okay. what you put in first, and then we can maybe go into how yeah. we then make a sourdough or how someone can then make a sourdough. So um, one thing you'll find with a lot of supermarket loaves, you'll actually, I mean, you'll find sourdough in a lot of supermarkets. Um, and one thing you've got to be really careful of is that there are, there's no legal requirement to call something sourdough. So it can have just a tiny bit of sourdough starter culture, um, which we'll go into in a second. Mm. Um, I didn't know that. And then on top of that, it can have a lot of additives. Mm. Uh, so. Yeah, really, there's, I mean, it kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, we're working with sort of taste, but there's the health benefits as well. Yeah. Um, so it has a small fraction of a starter in it, then, that you can just... Yeah, I mean... Because they're buzzwords now. You yeah, know, Like, you hear absolutely. wholemeal, or you hear gluten-free, or you hear yeah. sourdough. People are, people are picking those products up because they think it's better for them. Yeah. So it's like, uh, that's pretty sneaky, that there's no minimum requirement of... Definitely. Oh, right. um, and there's so one of the main sort of bodies within the baking community is called the Real Bread Campaign, um, and they do some fantastic work just to make sure that uh, real bread is actually 
you know, what we're the end aim of what we're looking for, and the people who are sort of classifying themselves in that kind of sector are called out for it. Um, so they've done some great work uh, around uh, the way that prep were advertising themselves. It's mm. uh, like um, fresh and natural, and uh, and obviously you know there's a <laughs> a big sort of, uh, campaign with or sorry it's it's laid out with the ASA that they banned them from using I think the word uh, I can't remember the exact word but mm. there was a word that was implying that it was made on site. Mm. Um, mm. Whereas actually they have a long list of ingredients and it's not sort of the seed, th the three um, main ingredients of bread, which is just flour, water and salt. Mm. So, yeah, so that's, that's sort of a main starting point. That's a big thing because there's a lot of changes now that, like you said, companies can't say certain things mm. and the public don't. Some people are noticing it, but then say it's... Uh, on the adverts that, that push these yogurts or these yakults or whatever, they used to be able to say, I can't remember the exact term, but it was, I, I know, good bacteria or um, something where it would say, you know, this is going to help you with your gut, this is going to do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And now they have to then be very careful and they have to change that. Yeah. So not everyone notices it, but it is actually, and especially with supplements and in some of the food products, and that's a big thing for me as a nutritionist because people will ask, oh, seen this product and then on the back there's so many times where companies are just breaking the law yeah that they don't you know they, they they do get chased eventually and they're and they're cases where things have to be removed and some of these companies are massive like there's a few me, like meal replacement companies and things as well these shakes and stuff that 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 lose a lot of money because they might put yeah. you know this is a uh, fat loss this or this is a uh, fat burn of that and yeah. um, I'll link that to the, I've got a link actually where you can look those kind of things up and I'll put that in the show notes and I'll also put the real bread campaign information in the show notes yeah, as well absolutely. because that's something good for people to look at they're great um, cool man so and I guess beyond that to sort of answer the main questions with sort of fundamentally the difference between real sourdough bread and sort of uh, maybe the shop-bought stuff, mm. I mean, apart from obviously the flavour, is the fact that proper sourdough is made just with starter culture. So the, this starter culture is just, it, it's fermented. Um, it's fermented flour and water. That's, that's it. That's the fundamental part of it. So you can swap out different flours like uh, white bread flour, um, wholemeal flour and and rye flour, for example, and, um, and they all have different effects on the flavour and different kind of activity levels um, that can that can sort of benefit your your loaves. But this is, this is the starting point. And what happens when you mix together your starter culture is that so first of all, let's say day one, you mix together the flour and water. Uh, then after a few days, you might start to see um, a couple of bubbles appear. This is um, because there's naturally naturally occurring bacteria that occurs within the starter culture called lactobacilli. And these lactobacilli um, produce carbon dioxide and that's what creeps the bubbles and, and that's also what uh, helps the loaf rise and that's what... <laughs> um, sorry, Matt's filming me for his... Uh... Got to get a little bit of content. Oh, yeah. Going. It's just a live... Yeah. A live Instagram story of you talking on the pod. <laughs> Sorry, you do you doing really well. Um, yeah, 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 I, I, I was gonna, I was trying to do it without you, without yeah, anyone to notice. you go, you go. Okay, so, so yeah, uh, you've got this uh, this naturally occurring bacteria, 
and, and that, um, that's what creates the sort of sour flavour, but it's also what, um, what really creates the benefit. Because for wheat, um, so there, there's a lot of research around it, um, but the, research, the best research that I've read is from uh, the Sourdough School. Um, this is uh, run by a woman called Vanessa Kimball. She's absolutely fantastic. She knows everything about bread and everything about sourdough, everything about health. People fly from all over the world just to uh, see her um, and read her, um, go to her courses and things like that. Um, but uh, so within the wheat grain, um, on the outside you've got the bran, and that contains um, phytic acid. Uh, and that phytic acid, basically, when you digest it, it, it inhibits the protein enzymes or the enzymes that digest that protein. So when we then get to the stage where we're, we're trying to digest gluten, which is, of course, the main protein in bread, that's when we start to, you know, we might start to have trouble um, and we might get you know, digestive uh, discomfort. Uh, and things like that. So, so that's sort of the. I mean, obviously, Matt, you'll be able to tell me more about no, that. No, that's a good description. Into the, yeah. into the gut. Keep going. Um, so that's sort of one of the main benefits of sourdough because then the actual lactic acid that the uh, lactobacilli produce neutralizes this acid and just means that it really lowers the level of phytic acid. So your enzymes can actually work on the proteins uh, and digest it and. Yeah, so you not only get the flavour, but you also are able to optimise your gut to an extent. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's a rambling explanation of why. No, no, uh, it's good, but then that makes a difference between some people that they say, you know, even even if they're not, um, the end scale is obviously diagnosed celiac, someone that puts mm. something like that into their system. And their immune, their immune cell, you know, their immune response is great, and and then, you know, worst case scenario is they're very, very ill. Whereas on a small scale, it's like people will eat a large amount of bread, and maybe if it's commercially made, they're like, oh, I just feel a bit full and a bit heavy, and the digestive system might not be working, you know, as well to to process it. So then there's people that are obviously at one end, so they eat a lot of it and they don't really notice. Some people might feel a bit full and a bit like, oh, that stopped me in my tracks, that's changed my energy levels. And obviously there's people at the end where they really can't put something like that in their system because they'll yeah. be extremely ill. And then some in the middle where, you know, their, their, their guts might not be functioning normally, which is a perfect term that you used. And then you put something like that in and, and because it's made in a different way, there, there are properties in there that then help with the digestion, so people might be able to assimilate it a little better. Yeah. So that's a great switch. So I always speak to people about that. They're like, oh, well, I don't feel that fab on bread. And sometimes it's because they're probably eating more than they need. Yeah. But then other times, if they are eating poor quality, I'm like, well, maybe a couple of slices of this yeah. less often, and then try a sourdough. And and then people will come back in and be like, oh yeah, I did feel better. So you kind of cut through all that mm. chaff of I'm intolerant to this or you yeah. know I'm, I'm I'm sensitive to that. And it's more about just thinking, think about amount, think about quality, and and then yeah, listen to your body. And yeah, so that's perfect. So it's a good description because I don't think people understood, not understood, they don't, you know might not understand how sourdough and a starter is different to like a commercial mm. or a regular. Gluten gets such a bad rep. I mean, um, yeah. as you say, you know, there, there's these buzzwords, um, gluten-free, and, and and I I guess uh, I mean, 
one of the challenges with gluten-free is, uh, I mean, the flavour's not necessarily there because you're trying to replicate something where the main <laughs> component yes. and the structure all comes from uh, this one protein. So, um, so yeah, it's just good to educate around it because there's a lot of bakers who feel a similar way. Exactly, and it's, you know, I've never felt better eating this sourdough and um, I've gone in the past where I've removed because of experimenting as a nutritionist and reading things and especially when I was doing a lot of a lot of um, oh, just changing things in my diet and being around other people who were gluten free and stuff like that and you just take things out and you think it's the best thing to do and then now when I put this back in and you still feel fine and you're, and you're doing everything normally and you're a bit like oh right mm. and then it just makes especially if you're going out for dinner or if, you, if you're always trying to avoid something and you don't really know why it just ends up being a bit restrictive and then you don't enjoy yourself as much so yeah there's no need to overdo it and it's it's one of those things where if you if you're making something that's really good and you're going out and you're and you and like the people in the office are buying a loaf a week and they're partitioning it around the rest they eat then it's fab mm. but people run into issues if okay they're eating x amount of croissants with you know, X amount of coffee and they haven't slept and they're drinking and yeah. then they're like, oh, I should give up glutenness. No, you just don't <laughs> eating. Like, just eat a bit yeah. less and, and just rest. So, yeah, yeah no, a huge fan. And it's definitely, well, I hope it's going the other way. I don't know, you probably know more from a baker point of view that, you know, might, might kick back against gluten-free because obviously, in essence, it's, it's, it's the, the part of, of, of how it all works yeah. and when you do go gluten-free the textures the taste the the it'd be nice maybe in this pod to talk about when it's not there yeah. what other bakers and what other people are using mm. and sometimes that might not th- those those types of, of foods or those fillers okay. you could you could you could end up having worse things in there yeah is that something true. is that true uh or is that maybe so, i don't know I mean, how gluten, you, gluten-free is not necessarily my area of Expertise, but I, I've done a little bit of gluten-free baking. Mm. Um, Maybe we do it for another pod. Let's keep exploring. Yeah, you know course. what you know, and and then yeah. let's because that's pretty better. People want to know about the sourdough, so I guess that means that I'm invited back on. <laughs> yeah, I understand. We could do um, we could do a gluten-free podcast, and then we could really dig into something on the gut and bread and all that. But then today's more about yeah, getting to know you, and then also just giving people some simple tips about how to make their own bread. So what I, what I would say um, is with gluten-free baking, I mean, you. So I, I see, when I first started trying it, I, I can't remember what recipe I looked at, but I looked at using xanthan gum, mm. um, and I posted just, you know, just a post of, you know, the gum, you know, or like a pot of the powder, uh, and immediately I had about 20 comments, and... Yeah, I, I don't have that big, I didn't have that bigger following then and you know it's not enormous now. So yeah. um it's, and it was just I was like that everyone was saying don't use it. Yeah. And I, I was just amazed, you know, I I, I felt like okay, well yeah, that's going out the window. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's one example of what you said. And actually I um I remember uh, pouring some of it away down the sink because I, I actually knocked it over. Um, and it I tried to wash it away and it just absolutely caked itself onto the net and I thought it was doing that yeah. to the sink. Yeah. Imagine what it does. I mean, I, again, you know, not an area of expertise of mine, but no. yeah, really it's astounding. But it's interesting though, isn't it? So when you go from making the sourdough and it's like flour, water, salt, and mm. then like you said, when you're doing gluten-free, you're adding other things. 
who knows you know what what they're going to do to someone's system but yeah man, no, it's, a, it's a good point it's, sim- it's it's these simple things for people to explore it's like step back and I know we're not going into the nutritional side of things, but it's like, what are you putting in your body? Yeah. And then if you are, you know, if you are in control of a loaf that you're buying, you're speaking to the person that makes it, or it's well labelled, or yeah. you know, you're going to markets and things like that. Make better choices is is yeah. something that's so simple. And there are some fantastic gluten-free bakeries out there. Um, there's one in Germany, and I think she is about just ten times ahead of anyone else that I've seen. Really. Um, her Instagram is Bad Hunter Stories. Bad Hunter Stories. It just this like the loads she comes out with. Um, yeah. I, I think she's she's we need got to go some to Germany, mate. We need to get yeah, basically yeah. yeah. She's got um some intolerance. I mean she can't eat sourdough, but um she like she makes sourdough loaves as well occasionally. But otherwise, I think she's just started baking loaves at a bakery as well. I don't know the deal that she's got, but mm. just you like I mean incredible I don't know how she does it but yeah so there are obviously possibilities for mad scientists out there yeah but that's yeah. cool that's definitely someone to and I'll put anything like that again I'll put in the show notes so it's bad hunter stories for people to look up if you don't if you don't dig the regular flower and you want some inspiration um, but mate carry on so you went yes. from um, so the starter dough or the starter that you that you've kind of um cultivated and then what happens from there like how one how do you how do you create it or is okay. it or if you know someone that has some you can take some off them or you know is yeah, that's yeah, the beginning of, of the loaf isn't it uh so i, I guess you know it, it's it's kind of a lot to talk about so i'll <laughs> try to give it really yeah, concise, yeah, but, yeah, yeah um your best i mean my best bet for sort of starting to learn sourdough was actually so there's a, a cookbook called uh Tartine, and it's the san francisco bakery uh, and it's just supposed to be the best bread in the world. I mean, I've never actually eaten there, but the, the bread that I produce from there, I mean, I've been very, very happy with, and it's been my Bible for the last um, two and a half years um, plus. And uh, it takes you through the steps of uh, making a starter culture, and it, it takes you through the steps of making these loaves, and it just, like, I mean, it's one of those things that, because... Making a sourdough loaf, yeah, it takes you know 12, 15 hours plus. But the journey from sort of start to finish starts when you make your first one, and then finishes when you know you get you throw your cast iron Dutch oven out the window because you're tired of it. But um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I really, really think it's uh, it's it's all about building that emotional connection with bread um, for me. I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to mm. help people sort of realise how much bread has been part of culture over the years and uh, just to sort of touch on an earlier point that you made because obviously we're looking at sort of buzzwords and trends but it's so the ancient Egyptians were actually that that's when the first sort of records is, I believe are supposed to have um, been for bread baking and mm. um, so they, they had uh, a few drawings and they've got a few statues of you know people kneading bread but the idea is that they fermented flour and water and maybe add some sugar in as well um, and then they made bread from that and that's sort of been the starting point I mean obviously we're looking at sort of masters of their own craft in a lot of ways and uh, and then sort of it's always been at the centre of community coming through you know uh, medieval times you've got um, people sort of break, uh, baking in the middle of communities and 
and right up to now, I mean, if you go into small towns and villages, and um, then you see a bakery around the corner, and you know, it's a place where become people can come and, and just uh, eat this nourishing uh, food. Mm. Um, yeah, so. No, that's really good. If I jump in there, it's like one of those things when I always love that story of if, if you take pastry or something like that further on and you look at how the Cornish pasty or whatever the pasty type thing that is made and people used to have those in their pockets and I like <laughs> how it was, it was warm and then if, it, if they dropped it on the floor, because I heard, I don't know, you can probably correct me, but because of all the patterns and everything around the sides of some of them, if it dropped on the floor and the filling was in the middle, obviously they just pull off that little bit, <laughs> discard it, and then they eat yeah. the, the middle. So like, cool. I love how if you're working and you're out and it's you know it's in the pocket and it's keeping you warm and you're pulling it out and there's like meat and carrots and you know there's sustenance in there. Whereas yeah. now you know people can just sit all day and just order Deliveroo and just like eat as much as they need, keep warm, yeah. keep fed, and obviously we've society and everything's completely optimised which is you know it's progression but it's good it, and bad isn't yeah it? <laughs> and that's, but that in essence is is yeah now we have so much choice that bread can sometimes be lost or you know people can talk negatively about it um, but uh, yeah it's um, no it's interesting yeah now you can keep going this is the first time that I've had a live pod not live because obviously we're recording it, but um, I've actually had a guest that's come over and he's nipped to the toilet. That's funny because I usually listen to a lot of podcasts and this happens, and then you're like, Oh, right, but to be fair, because this is kind of acting as a bit of a mini recording studio, it's, um, it's one of those things where it's actually happened to me, so he's just nipped out and went to the loo. But anyway, it doesn't really matter, I can talk for absolutely ever, an absolute wallish, but it's all good. The interesting thing I think with bread and if I suppose I can crack on with a little bit of nutrition chat while Chris is away is that it is that thing where thinking about quantity, thinking about where foods fit into your day and yeah, giving giving yourself some time to eat and to chew foods and things like that as well with something like a bread. It was very simple for me to to change into okay we're going to try and make it experiment take advice with someone like chris and then i um yeah we, we kind of committed and it was one of those foods where instead of just buying some of the random breads that we we're getting or i was buying some of the gluten-free because i jumped onto that for a while we we got into making the bread and then that's just been one choice and then i you know i tend to then take that with me as in sandwiches or toasts or i'll have it at home and it's just been a simple a simple change so I suppose if you listen to this and there's some food that you usually buy out that you think oh actually I could probably make it um, and obviously it's a bread focused podcast so we, um, we're we going to choose that or I've chosen that say in the last few months but it's just it doesn't it doesn't take too much so yeah that's probably the one thing that I now make or we make every week and it's just been a simple change so definitely just pick that food um nutritionally that you think you can make and you can save money and then obviously you can regulate the amount you eat as well because I just don't smash through it because it's something that's a bit more special so a piece or two pieces whereas before I used to like slice up one of those gigantic tiger breads I'd put cheese on it I'd put like loads of meats and things on it I'd finish rugby training and I'd just eat that entire thing and it was like it was like a quid yeah um so yeah when you were off I just was like rambling about that that, <laughs> that kind of thing no. about um 
about how uh, now that I've decided to make bread, I mm. definitely regulate my portion. I feel better because I'm because I know that there's better things that's going into it. And then actually, people don't have to be making their own loaves. Obviously, they want to be buying them from you. But um, <laughs> well, you know, that, I thoroughly encourage. It's that mentality of like finding the one thing that you think you can actually just do yourself or make, and then it just does. It's, it has a huge impact. So um, but anyway, you're back. Yeah. <laughs> so just, mate, that was fine. Like cheeky loo break. That tested me a little bit as well. Because yeah. usually I'm pretty relaxed with chatting and I kind of flapped for a second or so. But it's uh, if I have more people over to do these live pods, yeah. then uh, it'll, it'll just be something I'm used to. Yeah. I'm glad you knew where you were going as well. You just kind of went out. I, I, I went to the cupboard for a random flap, did you? Oh shit. Right. But we're back in. It could be one of these epics, yeah. like when other people listen to. Or create podcasts and I listen to like these three hour episodes and, and <laughs> yeah. no one will listen to that and then I end up doing it but we'll see we'll see I feel uh, yeah it's something for all your ultra marathon listeners which uh, I'm sure you have thousands of now so. oh mate we're building slowly but then everyone now knows you've got a weak bladder so yeah. it's one of those things where like, yeah, I'll just continue to keep, out, <laughs> to keep outlasting all my guests yeah there we um, go but yeah, it's all good. So. Anyway, you're talking about making your own stuff. <laughs> Segway back yeah, in. Yeah. Mate, when I listen back, or if people listen, there will be definitely a bit when they'll say, oh, that pod might have been interesting, but the middle one, Chris, <laughs> absolutely flat. Anyway, um, so you talked about building emotional connection with breads. Yeah. You're clearly passionate. You've got you've got a bit of an interesting history with starting your business. And then, you know, you definitely probably had to experiment and then also do quite a lot on the fly because you you know you need to be earning money out of this as well yeah so it's that it's trying to it's trying to like dig into both yeah um, and then i think maybe yeah without having to go through tons of processes of how you make your own i think people can just look up um and i'll put in the show notes that that book that bible on yeah. um on that san francisco bread and then also they can you know you can you can give advice on what sites and what other things to, to look yeah at. I mean, of course, you know, message me, I'm, I'm happy to help. Yeah, um, that's a perfect yeah. thing to do as well. Um, yeah. I mean, just to, just to sort of um, finish on that point of making your own stuff, I mean, I'll never forget the first time, like, if you go to the bottom of my Instagram feed, like, you'll see my first loaf, um, and it's a pancake. It's an absolute pancake. Yeah, we made one um, of those the other week. Um, <laughs> and I'll never forget the first time it actually rose, and I was like, oh my God, it's, it's actually working, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then you get to a stage where you're, you're sort of, able to produce something which which looks like you might be yeah. able to, to buy and I, I'm curious to see Matt's just off across okay, the room to, hey, to show you, this. I don't know where she's put the other flat one because she made some flat one and it actually ended up being decent breadstick and I've been and I've oh, not it. and this is the one that she's yeah. made more recently so it's actually and this is probably the fourth, nice. this is the fourth or fifth loaf that she's made um, so we're getting yeah. the master to have a look at. That, that's very good. I mean, it's probably a few days old now. But it's, uh... Yeah, you know it is. <laughs> yeah. I still eat it. Yeah. Uh, it's great. What would you cook this in? Uh, we did that in. It's like a. Oh, I'll show it after the pod as well. But it's like a big kind of circular cast iron. Oh, okay. Jazzy. Yeah. Whereas we've used the we've used the um, the proving mm. the proving cases and then obviously pulled them out of there. Yeah. And then we just popped it on like a baking tray. But then those are the ones that have just been a lot flatter. Yeah. Whereas we found if we heat that big cast iron yeah. pot, um, like and even like I, I made one um, and then she wasn't about and like even I managed to do it. So it's pretty yeah. idiot proof. And I was so happy when it came out. Yeah, so exactly. It looks mega. That's, it's such a good feeling. Yeah. Um, and so that's sort of um, one of the key aspects. I mean, there's some 
good equipment. I mean, you can get quite far without the equipment, but it does make a huge difference when you have it. And it's not it's not all that expensive, but there's stuff that you can, like the good quality stuff, like cast iron, Dutch oven, so something that will absolutely seal the steam in. Um, so you, you preheat the oven, you put this cast iron pot in there, um, and then just when you're, the oven's got to temperature, you'd pull out the uh, cast iron Dutch oven, wearing gloves, obviously, mm. <laughs> and, uh, and then you just plop the loaf in, and then you just whack it back in the oven. And what, what that'll do is that'll keep the moisture in the air from that, um, and the loaf will continue to expand, because if it's too dry, then the crust will start to fall. And that's when either it, it sort of gets contained, but then the loaf inside tries to expand, so it just sort of explodes out the side. Mm. Which, uh, experimenting with some professional ovens, I've definitely experienced a few of those. Yeah, like scrubbing them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a killer. Yeah. But no, we've seen that firsthand, and that's what I've done. That's all, what I keep saying, anyway. that's all Bronny's done. And um, it's, yeah, it's worked, and, yeah. It, and it's decent. And, and obviously, now because we have the, we take a bit of the, uh, of the, of the mixture of the culture out each time and just pop it back in the fridge mm. you know then we just we just grow it over the couple of days and and then you know we use the pot and it's and it's decent it's yeah. just a in and out no no we love it and um oh mate it's really good so at that stage if people are listening that are like myself and they've done four or five you know we're making not classic sourdoughs but when do you introduce flavors into I, that process. Well, it's kind of once you feel comfortable. I mean, you could you could do it straight away if you wanted, but no, no, I don't mean yeah. like being skillful. Oh, sorry. It. I mean, I mean yeah. in the process of. So I know there's no like holy grail. Of, yeah. You, you can now add beer. No, it's <laughs> yeah. like uh, you get a qualification. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, they'll bring out bread institute yeah. soon. They're doing that with nutrition. There's so many nutrition courses popping yeah. up, and people are making crazy amounts of money in business yeah. now just teaching people to be nutritionists because it's such a hot yeah, topic. Of so maybe that's something you start me. You know, well, you know, bread qualification. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, let's not put red tape around it. But basically, um, so once you've mixed the, I mean, there's a few elements to it. Uh, so let's say you've got your starter culture ready to go. I mean, that's a whole other subject in itself. But um, mm-hmm. you've got your starter culture ready to go. It's it's looking active. You fed it probably about 24 hours ago, and you left it at room temperature just to ferment and get up to its full. Um, bubbling capacity, mm-hmm. uh, and then you'd mix it in with um, with the recipe. Um, obviously, not going to list that out for you guys. Um, and then you'd add salt. And what the salt does is it really changes the texture, so it slows fermentation down and just allows the gluten to develop. Um, and from there, about half an hour to an hour later, um, that's when I tend to add ingredients. But you can do it a bit later on. I just find doing it at that stage. You know, the, the dough is sort of, um, you know, it, it's, got a, it's lighter, you can sort of mix it through and also you can get better sort of distribution because obviously you, you want to get a surprise of say a chocolate or a walnut rather than just sort of everything clumped together in the middle which sometimes, like when I first started baking with say herbs like rosemary, I, I found they clumped together a bit more. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, you know, <laughs> I'm not rosemary. Yeah. Now I did see that in your life because you get a little bit of the chocolate and then it's like crunchy on other parts mm. and that's... That 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 little bit of that stage then is is so important, I suppose, mm. isn't it, for that distribution? Oh, cool. Okay. And then what what kind of things go together in your obviously like chief baker experience that <laughs> that is mega that people can like, I like that anyone can can crack this and add flavors and come up with yeah, a yeah. thing. But what what do Absolutely. you think works best and isn't is a nice thing to have at home? Like I don't know. Maybe give us a 
sweet and a savoury. Yeah. And people can because if you give too much info, people are going to like not be able to take on anything. <laughs> you probably have a repertoire. So of one of one of the most popular ones um, is the Gruyere walnut, mm. and um, I believe I actually got this from the Tartine book. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know, Gruyere is that kind of strong flavoured cheese, but not mm. as strong as the sort of cheddar flavour. Um, and then the walnuts again, you know, just goes well with bread. I think. Uh, if if they go on the if they sort of end up on the outside of the dough when you're cooking they sort of candy a little bit it's mm. toast mm. Um, and if they're on the inside maybe you get a bit of oils around it mm. um, walnut oil leaking into the bread um, sweets I mean I don't really do a lot of sweet flavors apart from the chocolate one mm. uh, I do want to try a salted caramel one uh, but just you know it's it's on the periphery so mm. maybe I I just stick to chocolate on that. Um, no, it's just yeah. but it's simple. It's kind of, and then what do you use um, chocolate-wise, and then when would you introduce that? So just with all the other ingredients, so sort of like um, about an hour after the salt. Mm. So yeah, you just fold that in, make sure it's all the way through, and mm. yeah, it's pretty straightforward, right? <laughs> Decent. Yeah. Man, that's good. It's giving people like a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of information to go back out and look at, and then especially with the Real Bread campaign and, and um that like bible as well yeah it's just easy things to take away and read yeah of course and i'd um, say it's probably about 10 to 15 loads before i started getting something that i was happier with and that was you know sort of corresponded with obviously with when i started to buy equipment and things like that mm. but you start get used to the starter culture and you know what the different sort of cycles are and, and Mm. You get to know um, your oven as well, which is a big one. Obviously, for when you're changing up, that's mm. <laughs> that's a whole different. So, what's your setup at home? Have you got obviously? Have you kind of pimped out the flat, or like, what's the? Uh, so, what do you want to progress into in the future? Maybe that's where we so take the conversation. I'm using um, I'm using a couple of restaurant kitchens after hours, um, sort of testing those out because I'm at the stage where I need to scale up. Uh, so. There's one in Soho, which I'm going to be using a couple of times next week. There's one this week that um, is just around the corner from here. Mm. Um, a pizzeria who let me use their ovens. Uh, so, I mean, while the pizza is good, it's it's just not... You can't really get the steam in the oven. So, uh, mm. like, it's just because it's in these enormous decks. And plus there's... Vast. Yeah, I, I need to do a lot of sort of testing to sort of get the loaves uh, where you know, that, that sort of... Uh, you know, crunchy crust and you know, yeah. kind of smoke, almost smoky flavour when you smell it. And, yeah. Um, so I've got to, I've got to kind of try and figure that out. But I think that's probably the most viable option. But my my days at the moment, I'm just touching on the routine question at the beginning. Um, it's sort of somewhere between uh, baking, uh, trying to find a commercial kitchen, which I, I sort of was running around all last week doing, which uh, mm. really compromised on my uh, sleep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and then other than that, just a new business, which at the moment, because things are going fairly steadily, you know, I don't, I don't need to sort of be going around calling people. So that that sort of calmed down a bit. I've got, I mean, I've got sort of leads ready to go and things like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a case of um, sort of working with a few different people to uh, try and sort of get that kitchen sorted. Get it sorted. Sweet. Yeah. So if anyone's listening to this who has. <laughs> a, a kitchen at their disposal that is well I suppose you need certain things but mm. anyway like reach out reach out to him because um, that, that that's what this is all about I love speaking to interesting people and 
cleaving knowledge and then I learn a lot myself and I'm a huge fan of podcasts and then just sharing and connecting information is just it's decent you know this kind of setup is decent and mate it's cool to hear your how you're progressing yeah and it's, it's just honest you know you're like you, you're putting a lot in you've got you know things are steady at the moment so you can then practice more and you can kind of figure yeah. out figure out what, what works and then obviously when you're then touting for for business and looking for things and and you and you have a bit of a decent product and it's obviously it's easy to sell it's just then finding finding the people that that are you know going to be interested really because mm. you know I've had it and it tastes yeah it tastes absolutely mega yeah um, of course I, I the benefit of what I'm doing at the moment is uh well I've got a uh, that is different from what most people are sort of contacted about in their day to day so when I'm talking to say, you know, people within businesses and saying, you know, I'm, you know I, I cater crossings for breakfast meetings or whatever. And, um, yeah. Um, or like, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to get your staff on um, the, the weekly menu so they can get bread delivered to their office every week. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to make that at least a plug as possible. But, oh, mate, no, it's um, fine. But then uh, definitely at the end, you know, I always get people to, each guest and things to talk about. Mm. Where where to find you know them and yeah. what they do and all that and don't worry mate I'll put everything in the show notes and that's why I've got you on as well because yeah. you're local yeah, like yeah. to near where I live the product's awesome um and uh, yeah there's no messing around so I yeah. wouldn't have done it if I didn't think it was decent so <laughs> hey, plug away that's what that's what it's all um, about so you have to. yeah so when I get in touch with people um and I've had a lot of traction with co-working spaces there's a co-living space up in Wilson Junction which is uh, not too far from where we are now. Oh, um, there's been a there's been a lot of traction really. Uh, so the the co living guys actually hired me for a class, so that was um, that was awesome. Um, and you know that's that's something where you can see firsthand about how to sort of build that emotional relationship, and we talk about sort of the stories and and the connections that people have because so far I found that every single person I speak to has some kind of realization in their childhood um, when they realize that people can actually make their own bread. Mm. And, um, or you know the best loaf they ever tasted, or um, something along those lines. And you know, obviously, if someone doesn't have a story like that, you know, please tell me. Yeah. Because um, I, yeah, I'm yet to hear it. But um, it's really sort of getting to the bottom of that. And it's not only that. I mean, so I used to work in sort of media and advertising, and you're you're spending all day sort of at a computer, which you know, it's it's great, but it just wasn't it wasn't for me. Uh, and when you're sort of getting in front of these people and um, or getting in front of people and and just talking to them about stuff you know that's these memories that they have I mean just the fact that I get that sort of privilege is just yeah it's awesome Mm, that's really cool and like eating is a learned behaviour and for that side of things as well when 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 I cut through all the noise of trying to help someone with their food it is interesting to hear about their relationship with it or what they've done in the past or if they're trying to kick some kind of way of eating and they can't it's because it's so you know they associate it with something and it's like obviously now they might be overeating that thing or doing whatever doing wrong but it's like yeah I used to get in and have this or mum would make this or I'd have this on the way home from from school or whatever and it's uh mate it's powerful yeah it's mm. big um in uh yeah those memories and things like that it goes a long way and it's interesting when you like you said there, when you're putting things in an oven and you're trying to figure out how how it sounds when it breaks or how it um you know smells, they're yeah. things that like transport people back. And especially Absolutely. with our busy lifestyles and everything going on, um, it is 
yeah, that's I see. It's really yeah. important, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and there's some proper bread nerds out there. So uh, if you if you do start baking, or even if you don't, and you start start seeing it on Instagram, um, then you can see things like people uh, just filming the loaf, the sound of the loaf as it comes out of the oven, and that's called the bread song. Um, and you know that. Um, I think I touched on before the sort of three main ingredients of sourdough are start with just flour, water, and salt. But then the more pretentious people say, you know, there's thyme is a thyme is an ingredient as well. And mm. obviously, once you get down there, then uh, there's uh, different uh, different things that you can say like weather and yeah. humidity. But um, man, we can get yeah. into that. Like it's one of those things where we can get you back on, and then we can we can take a deeper dive. And people yeah. are always giving me feedback, and if there's if there's a few people out there that's like actually we'd like you to go through the entire process or we want to know more about how to enhance X then mate let's do it yeah of course um, but alright well um, mate tell everyone how to find you I'll put everything in the show notes in terms of all of your knowledge bombs with how to read more about sourdough starter cultures mm. um, I'll put that that crazy um, which is probably not crazy I know we met her that German uh, <laughs> Instagram uh, Instagram handle in there, yeah. but yeah, the classes and the, and the whole shebang, mate, and then we yeah. can wrap it up. Sounds fantastic. So um, I've never actually met that uh, Baker in Berlin. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, uh, if she's listening, then um, you know, firstly I'm very flattered. But, you know, yeah, I doubt fan. it. I doubt <laughs> it. But anyway, when you, when you when you take over yeah. and you build a massive empire and then you sponsor the show, mm. then they'll know because that's great because then we can both help each other. <laughs> Um, so yeah, if you if you want to find me and, and to stay up to date, then uh, I'm at Player Bakes on Instagram. I'm um, my website is playerbakes.com, uh, and all my contact details are on there. I've actually just released classes this week, um, and it'd be great to sort of uh, have you guys along. Uh, so they're, they're sort of a, it's a test as well because you know obviously I'm a, a very young company, um, and so I've reduced the price just to sort of get feedback and I really want to play around with the format. Um, it's just like a work evening so you can get out of uh, get out of the whole sort of mindset of just, you know, everything's you know, digital and, and everything's, you know, just I'm sorting out everything on my laptop uh, to, you know, getting your hands in something tangible, shaping mm. your own loaf and mm. coming away with your own starter culture. So cool. we can actually go through the details. I've probably gone through um, far too much detail now so <laughs> there might be a little bit of content repeated but no it's um, good mate yeah. it shows you're passionate and then if I so this will either go up this will probably go up if people listen to this maybe Saturday morning or over the weekend yeah so they're looking at these courses when are they uh, so there's one Classes, on June the 11th um, and one on June the 19th one on June the 11th is in West London June the 19th is East London just because I want to test the locations and see what see what's popular basically mate, mate June 19th is my birthday Awesome, that's what I chose. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's a little, maybe that's a present. Um, what's she doing lurking out there? Anyway, right, lovely yeah. people. As always, give um, give me some feedback, and um, I'll put everything in the show notes. And we're, we're definitely going to get him back in because it was absolutely mega. So uh, yeah, dude, cheers. Thanks a lot for that. Cheers, man. Enjoyed it.